Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Afternoon, Marie. Sean. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit chilly now. Yes, it has. Winter arrived with a bang. We got very little of autumn altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, even the leaves, they didn't really get a chance to turn red and they just fluttered away now. And if it wasn't for the, cho- the chestnuts and the red oaks and the maples, they're holding on to their leaves and they're looking fantastic. So anyone up around Mount Usher or down in Blarney Castle or over in you know the west of Ireland, wherever you, you know, wherever you can find beautiful trees at this time of the year, the colours will really reward you with a day out, a good day out. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and they really, they really are absolutely gorgeous. There's a tree there called Liquid Amber. And I mean, if ever a tree was really well named, it's mm. absolutely beautiful. But uh, but they're, they're, it's a lovely part of this year. And and just, um, you know, with regard to leaves, you, you just watch out. If you've got an elderly person at home and there's a lot of leaves around concrete paths or concrete yards, just watch them now because, you know, they can be very slippy underneath and uh, you need to just mind them. Yeah, indeed. Now, so so are uh, are the cattle now indoors, or the sheep indoors, or do they go well, in at different yeah, times? Yeah, well, most of the the stock is indoors. They went in very very fast um, because of the conditions, and you know they deteriorated so quickly. And you know everybody was ready. There was no excuse this year for not having gates hung, not having that bit of cement poured, whatever it was that had to be done. There was plenty of time to do the jobs. So the vast majority of livestock, particularly the dairy herd, are in undercover and, uh, and, and very comfortable. Um, we, we have our sheep here and they're all outside. Um, they have, remember, a big woolly coat on them, which is growing fast now at this stage. And they're very happy to stay outside. And we reckon we've plenty of grass for them at least until, you know, February. And that's about when we would put them indoors. Mm. But now, you know, that the, the livestock are gone into the sheds. Um, it's a, it's a, you know, it's, um, it's a great time to assess what the grass is like on the farm. And at this stage, about 60 to 70% of a farm should be grazed and closed for the winter. And that'll mean that you'll have spring grass when you need it come February or March or whenever you can let your livestock back out again. So it's a, it's a good idea to, to, to check on that and a good time to walk the farm to assess the grass growth and to get a feel for ground conditions, um, you know, to make sure that there's no, you know, if there's a spring has come up, that you deal with it. Um, and, you know, just generally have a chance with the livestock all in on, on having a good look around. Also, just time to maybe have a check on hedges. Um, are there gaps that need to be filled in? Um, bare rooted hedging whips, they're little kind of, you know, for say white thorn. Um, they're really good value and they're very easy to deal with and very easy to plant, require very little attention. And it's now a good time to check for that. So, yeah, it's um, it's a, it's a different beat to the farming year at the moment now with all the most of the livestock indoors. Dry cattle and young cattle, if there's plenty of grass outside, they'll keep them outside because, you, you know, it's it's a lot of work bringing food to animals all the time, making sure they're very clean underfoot and making sure that they've got plenty of water and enough feeding trucks around the place. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, the fact it's been a very easy winter so far, really easy. And all you have to do is watch for the little birds, you know, the little finches and mm. the robins and all the rest of them. Um, 
we, we have a, a big rose or a gosa hedge here and it's full of red hips and they've hardly been touched. Now, if anything, it's the crows that are coming at them rather than the little birds. And um, so, you know, we, there's plenty of berries around on all the place and plenty of slows. And uh, but but if you like to have the little birds around the house, around, you know, outside your kitchen window or wherever you you have a viewing point. Um, a few peanuts maybe in a couple of holders won't go astray yeah. if you want to encourage the little birds around. Yeah, indeed. Now, uh, whiskey. Now, is, is the whiskey you're going to tell us about, is it the only whiskey in Ireland made from local grain or is this the first time it's happening no, in Donegal? No, I think the interesting thing here is that it's Donegal barley mm. um, and that it's sourcing, like it's like Flavins down with the oats that they source yes. for their organic um, produce. Here, it's... Um, it's there's two uh, distilleries, the Crowley Distillery and the Schlieveling Distillery. Uh, they're both hoping to use or they, they have used about, um, I think, local grown Donegal barley, about 35 percent of it, um, about 35 percent of their total barley requirements are now supplied um, from gro- gr- barley grown in Donegal. That's the Crowley factory. And by next year, it hopes to secure 100% of its barley from the county. And this is all about, you know, I suppose it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's an alternative maybe to grains that weren't, um, you know, that you couldn't make a profit out of them. It's maybe, um, you know, it's about the provenance and it's been able to source local as well. So you're not going off to England or the UK or somewhere like that for, for your barley requirements or having to source them down in Cork that they're actually in the county and at your door. Yeah. So um, it's a nice move. It's 181 years since locally grown, locally grown grain um, has been used to produce whiskey legally, as I might say, <laughs> in Donegal. And, um, and then a bit like the 46A, one comes along and then two come along after 181 years. So um, uh, people of my generation will remember the Crowley, um, a Crowley doll to get a Crowley doll for Christmas um, or for Santa to think of bringing you one was just major Christmas. I remember getting a Crowley doll. So that distillery is based in the old doll factory. So it just shows nothing going to waste there. Ah, right. God, that's that's gas, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Right. Now, I assume you've driven a tractor, but but there, there would be still be this perception <laughs> that women don't drive tractors. I, I, I have. I <laughs> Right. Um, have I driven a tractor? Yes, I have in a straight line uh, <laughs> under strict instructions <laughs> when somebody was maybe emptying stuff off a trailer or whatever, feeding animals. Um, I, I wouldn't be the best on a tractor. And more than that, I wouldn't be the best at reversing a trailer. So the tractor is all right as long as you're going in a straight line. But mm. it's when you have to back a trailer into a shed or uh, into the mart. I always remember my mother um my dad died when we were very young and um, I, I was 12. I was the eldest and we were farmers and my mother used to have to bring the calves to the mart. And it was an absolute nightmare for her every time because sometimes maybe someone would kindly offer to back the trailer in or back it out or do whatever had to be done with the trailer because she'd usually have a couple of small children in the car with her, mm. you know, under fives, not at school. And um, and it really, it really, you know, you know, forced her nearly to sell from the yard at home rather than go to the mart because there wasn't really the support for women. They just stood and looked. And um, and I remember then, you know, a generation later when I would be delivering lambs to the factory here in Limerick, um, you know, you'd always be hoping you'd need someone who'd back the trailer in instead of have everybody looking at you, 
like in Egypt, you know, trying to take taking ages to get the trailer backed in. So women, um, and some women know how to drive and there's no reason why they, they can't know now. In fact, probably most farmers, farming women know how to drive. But, but that and a couple of other reasons justified why women couldn't be farmers in their own right. Like there weren't, you know, farmers, women weren't strong enough. They wouldn't be able to calve a cow. But now you've got over half the veterinary profession are young women and they're working in large animal practices and that myth got knocked on the head. Um, then there are, women are across all the agribusinesses, you know, be it regulatory, research, communications. You know, they choose and understand to work in the sector and, uh, and are well able for it. But this one myth persisted that women had no interest in or understanding of farming machinery. And, um, and, and that got well and truly blasted this week. Palace Kenry Agricultural College here in, in County Limerick offered, um, well, they put on a 20 places um, for a free tractor and machinery course. And it was for a women's only course over two different Saturdays. And it would be about driving a tractor and, you know, other mechanical issues as well. And they got the the places were taken up within less than an hour and they could have filled it multiple times with women who were wanting to upskill themselves with modern machinery and modern machinery. It's no wonder, really, because it no longer requires brute force to operate. Um, You know, women are well able to do it. And the fact that it was so quickly taken up, the places on this course were so quickly taken up shows the interest and it's hope now the Palace Kennedy will run another one or even more courses. And um, and it comes on a, on a good week. We, there's a lot of kind of, I suppose, negative talk about farming. And, you know, people have the heads down to be straight up about it. Um, you know, they did what they were told. Um, this is slightly going off the point, but I, I'll finish that other point. Um, uh, the, the new CAP proposals, one of the things they're going to do is that recognising the role of women in the, you know, the, 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 and their involvement and their, you know, absolutely essential to rural areas. Um, the new CAP rules will have specific um, courses, knowledge transfer courses for farm women um, and discussion groups. So that also helps women, you know, they're comfortable together and, um uh, and the fact that these courses will be funded now by under the cap rules is 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 um, is good news as well. Right. Somebody's texted in to say the cows are still out in the sunny south southeast. Oh, they would be. They're always bragging down there in They're, Wexford, aren't they? Just yeah. And uh, uh, someone else says um, that uh, Waterford Distillery has produced organic Irish whiskey, a hundred percent organic Irish malted barley for the last few years. Uh, says Colin, which is yeah, yeah. Well, that's well. it. And these and these are the unique, um, unique, you know, unique, unique selling points of the different produce. And there's a lot of whiskey being produced now. Honest to God, the only whiskey that I think of, like Middleton used to be. A distillery and there was Jemisons or the Gem- yeah Jemisons and Powers, but now I don't know oh, how there's many millions kinds of them of, now. Yeah, yeah, there's millions of them, and um, and you know they're doing they're doing well, and uh, and the fact that they can be organic and the grain is locally sourced is a big plus for them. Now but, you, you uh, have mentioned him before, and I think you are kind of uh, kind of a, a snaky fan of Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly, yeah, Clarkson. Yeah, um, when when we heard that he was going to have this farming program, you know, like how weird was that? You know, the you know Top Gear former presenter and um, you know be, pretending to be a farmer that was going to be a right laugh, uh, and it was anything but. 
um, it achieved what most people thought was absolutely impossible. Um, and it was it was sufficiently real on the one hand for farmers to be impressed and, inter and interested. And it was sufficiently charming, I suppose, and funny enough that non-farmers also became fans of this show called um, Clarkson's Farm. And because of it, and because of the way he promoted farming in a, in a way that nobody has achieved or has done for a generation, he, was, um, he recently won the Farming Champion of the Year Award. And, uh, and, and you know, well-deserved too. And in fact, this program has done so well for Amazon Amazon Prime Video, that they've commissioned a second series, and we can look forward to that now later next year. But um, but it just you know who would have thought Jeremy Clarkson um, would be able to to really grab the hearts of farmers and food eaters, I suppose, yes. you know, consumers um, in in the one way you know with a program, um, and it just shows you know how a good communicator, a superb communicator can really get a message across. Yeah. So uh, fair dues to him. I'd say he'd win an award here now as well because people were very, um, very, um, you know, ha happy with the programme, delighted yeah. with it. Was, was there a bit of though, because I mean, he didn't find it that easy uh, in the course of uh, no, running the no, farm. I don't, there was a bit of it, like, you're not so smart now, Mr. Clarkson. Yeah. Would, have, you have you watched the I have, no. <laughs> I've, oh, re no. I've read about it, yeah. Yeah, but you should actually. That's like saying now, you know, have you had sex? No, I read about it, though. Yeah. Um, you really want to, to, to watch it. Um, uh, it, it. It is very good. No, what, what I think was um, interesting from the point of view of the non-farmer and, and even, you know, farmers who are in different sectors, because his was mainly tillage, was, um, the you know, the regulatory requirements, and the yeah. mastership of the weather. Mairead, I have to, I'm sorry to cut you short, Mairead, yeah. but uh, I'm afraid that we've run out of time. Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again.